Well, welcome to the first ever 1010 Project Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Reagan, with the one and only Josh Turner. What's up? Hey, Josh. Hey, buddy. So uh, here we go, guys. Josh and I have taken, and we're combining resources here. We yep. have decided, you know what? Instead of Life-Giving Leader Podcast, you know, podcast you used to do with Relevant called Called. Yep. Um, we're spending so many of our days thinking about health and leadership and pastoral leadership, but also business leadership. Why don't we just do it all together with this this nonprofit thing we started? Called? It's really it's really the Voltron it, of podcasts. <laughs> it's it, we're just bringing it all <laughs> together, and so uh, Josh and I started uh, the Ten Ten Project. It's been over a year now, which mm-hmm. is kind of hard to believe. Yeah. We have twenty something guys uh, who are currently in somewhere in the process of of a year, and uh, Josh, it's been pretty amazing to watch what God's been doing. But give you a quick overview, then we're going to dive into some some reasons we're doing this. And, and some ways in which we think this can serve local leaders and, and um, both male and female. We're just, we really believe in this idea of health. Yep. Um, Josh, what, we've kind of got a little phrase that we, we've been throwing around. What, what's that phrase that you feel like kind of is the culmination of what our heartbeat is? Healthy leaders last. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, there are unhealthy leaders that last. Mm-hmm. And they leave a There's wake usually of bodies behind. Yeah, a wake of human destruction. Yeah. <laughs> Our heartbeat, and I think the belief of 1010 is going, what does it look like to actually create lasting, healthy legacies of leadership? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've talked about this in Life Giving Leadership where we talk about you, you start with that little stream that created the Colorado River. Well, if at any point that stream gets shut off or cut down, like we never would have had the legacy of the Grand Canyon because the very force that made it what it is it, you know, it started small. And so, but you have a chance and a choice. If you're not healthy, you can cut the flow of life off yeah. like that. And yeah. And so, it's a choice. I mean, it's a choice and it's, and it's, and it's also something you have to fight for. Yeah. Right. Like it's easier. What I've learned in my life is it is easier to lean towards unhealth than it is health. Like I have to be like very, you know, um, I have to really pursue health. Otherwise yeah. I was just talking to a buddy on the phone as, as I walked into your house to record this. And I said, one of the things Which I've learned, I thought was rude. I was like, can you finish your call before you come <laughs> he in? He was very important. Um, <laughs> and, and so it's one of the things that he and I were just talking about. We both travel so much and you travel like the easy thing to do is sit in the hotel room and eat gummy bears and watch movies. I, as opposed, I don't do that, but you don't. Do yeah, that. of course. <laughs> um, I've seen you eat M and M's caramel M and M's at 6 AM <laughs> In Jackson Hole, Wyoming. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, as opposed to getting up and going That's to the right. gym and, and staying healthy and, yeah. you know. And so we're not just going to talk about health physically. We're just, we really believe in what, what we're, what God's calling us to do with 1010 is this overall understanding of what health looks like. And all, quite oftentimes that's truly just having strong emotional health to yep. deal with tough leadership situations or good relational health. Um, we're going to talk, we're going to do a multitude of things. So there's going to be some episodes where Josh has got something God's stirring in his heart and he's going to talk about it. We're going to maybe process that together and vice versa. Uh, but, but the majority of what we'll do is interview leaders that we respect, leaders that we believe in, leaders that have uh, either created some content that we believe is really helpful for leaders uh, that we're serving. And what's beautiful about this, I think the heartbeat of it was not everybody that follows us on Instagram or stays connected to what we're doing that believes in what we're doing is going to go on our 12 month process, but it doesn't mean they don't need to be connected to the content and what we're trying to do year round. So that's, that's what, that's the heartbeat of this podcast is literally to create content year round that can serve you and your space and leadership. And it will have a unique bent. 
Josh is very dysfunctional. And so one of the <laughs> things that will happen in this podcast is I will constantly be trying to bring him back to a center. Just rein me in. <laughs> What what the the thing you could pray for us for is that our sarcasm with each other will not just be the centerpiece of every every episode, um, but we're really excited about this. And so, if you're listening to us for the first time, which you probably aren't, you're probably one of our you know listeners to our other podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you know leaders that this would be helpful for, let them subscribe, help them connect to what we're doing, and uh, share this if you would. Because again, God's calling us. He's been calling us for about eighteen months to to continue to lead and. Be, it's weird, Josh. It's one of the only things in my life that is so clearly a yeah. step of obedience. Yep. Is that fair for you as well? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, nobody nobody chose to start businesses in a global pandemic, right? Like, no, you and I had enough. enough. Unless you were in, like, the sanitizer. <laughs> yes. Space. Yeah. Unless you were running hand sanitizer. Um, but, like, no, man, I mean, you and I both, you know, we, we work for other organizations. We do a lot of different things. And so this was something because of pain that you and I have walked through personally, the pain of losing friends in ministry and, and leadership and business and all these sort of things that we said, you know, there, there's got to be a better way than this. Yeah. And, and can we just be a voice to say, hey, you can be a phenomenal leader in whatever role it is that God's called you to, but you can also be healthy and a great husband and a great dad and wife and mom and all these sort of things. And it's just, it was one of those things. Like I felt like we couldn't run away from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Like it was one of those things like, God, I'm doing this cause I know that this is what you've called me to do. Yeah. I mean so much. So I remember you and I had this conversation a few months ago where I had all this for my own personal business, all these opportunities that mm-hmm. seemed to be there. They were low hanging fruit. They yep. seemed like easy things to do. And I was really unsettled about it. And yeah. I remember praying through it one weekend and feeling like the Lord was very clear that those, if I grow those, I'm growing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the kind of obedience. Yeah. I feel. Now it's interesting, Josh, we, well, we got a lot to cover here. A lot of different things to talk about. A couple things to let you know, just admin wise, that's the wrong word, but uh, just overview <laughs> that felt so like executive pastor situation, <laughs> didn't it? But uh, the music you're hearing is our friend Thad Cockrell. He is an incredible artist. He was a part of the band Leagues and has just been a friend of Josh and I's for yep. a long time. They've really been been a close friend in this process for us. And so he was like, he graced us. Graced us. I don't know what that means. No, graced us. He was gracious. That's what it was. I put them together. Yeah. Graced us. <laughs> So we got two clowns at a podcast. That's what we should call it. Two clowns and a microphone. Oh and, <laughs> but he's letting us use his music. That's the best way to say yeah, it. Because, yeah. uh, but please go download it, listen to it. He is the best. I love him to death. And he's just a great friend and believes in what we're doing. Here's something that's unique, though, Josh. Most people that know our story, which we're going to talk about just briefly in a second, know that this was coming out of pain that we, mm-hmm. lose, we lost pastoral friends, male yep. pastors. And yet we feel like God's kind of opening the door to other groups that we're yeah. going to serve. Talk about that for a second. Yeah. So one of the things that was really cool is, um, uh, I think it was last year, uh, everything runs together over these past couple of years, but I was, uh, on a trip with a bunch of business leaders and pastors and, uh, I was sharing about 1010 and you know how we had this heart for ministry leaders and pastors and, you know, I felt like it was a very good presentation and oh, I, I gave it at least a C plus. And, and so when I got done, what Which was shocking, average, well, well, I'll take it. Well, I, I used to get me grounded when I was in high school. C. Um, you also but, see in this podcast, our goal is to derail the other, that's, but, that's- <laughs> but what was unique is after I got done speaking about pastors, a bunch of the business leaders, uh, came up to me, uh, that were on this trip and said, Hey man, this is really great that you're doing this for pastors. 
Um, but I'm a Christian man and I feel the weight of the organization that I carry and I'm trying to be a good husband and a great dad and all these sort of things as well. And so what we realized is, you know, after the first year of launching 1010, that there's this whole other group of guys that are business leaders that, man, they need the same, they're wrestling with the same exact things. And I think what I've even seen is on the 1010 project trips with these guys, a lot of the stuff that they talk about isn't necessarily specific to pastoring. It's just specific to leading and yep. feeling the weight of something and trying to say, man, how do I live my life feeling this weight, but also have enough time to be a really good dad yep. and a really good husband. And then also have time for myself where I'm, you know, making sure that I'm staying healthy and my mind's right and that I'm walking with the Lord in the way that I should. So yeah. we're going to start with the business guys next year. And then, you know, I know that you and I, we have a heart uh, to start these for women as well. But I've been married for 18 years on Monday. I was married 18 years and I still don't know what women want. No, so no. we're going to figure that out. We're going to movie about that. I, I don't think that's going to help me. Um <laughs> And so, but we do have women yep, who that are, are helping us. Churches who are coaching leaders who are in on this. And so, every time we post, I can't tell you the number of DMs that we get from when are you doing this for women. Uh, well, that's coming twenty twenty two. Something's going to happen that we're going to we're going to launch with. So be be on the lookout for that. So that's why we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to interview women, men. Like we're gonna we're gonna just dive at this leadership conversation from these angles. But we really do believe that healthy leaders last. And so. Um, Again, if you want to know more just about 1010 in general, the story behind it, uh, you can go to the number 10, the word 10 project.com and uh, find out more there. Follow us on social media. By the way, Instagram's all we are. Like when I say social media, <laughs> you and I aren't making TikTok no, videos. And, and Facebook's not my favorite. No, like, I don't even have a Facebook. We'd rather just have it in a place that we actually use it and look at yeah. it. And um, so you can follow us at 1010project.com. So, okay, Josh. Tell a little bit about when leadership became a thing for you. Like when did when did it kind of you start going? Okay, this is more than just preaching on a Sunday. This is more than just uh, being clever or creative or whatever. Like I've got to lead. Yeah, yeah. I think um, for for whatever reason, when I first went on staff at a church that I was a part of for seventeen years, um, I had you know I had a lot of really good older pastors in my life that have been doing it longer that really helped me understand, um, how important leadership was. But there was this one moment I'll never forget. Um, my executive pastor, a guy by the name of David Branker, who I actually worked with too at one hope. And, uh, David and I at times were like oil and water, uh, but David saw potential in me and he always pushed me. And then I just made his life chaos. Mm-hmm. It, that was my role as in David's it's life. Not just in David's no. life. Okay, go and ahead. so he, uh, I'll never forget. There was this, uh, one of my best friends, they moved him into my, de- my department. And I quickly realized why he had been moved to multiple departments. It yeah. just, it, the way that he worked, the speed that he worked, all that just, um, it was a challenge. And so I went to David one day in his office And I said, David, I said, I can't work with him anymore. He moves too slow. He's not doing what I asked him. I need you to have a talk with him and we need to move him or he needs to be let go or just whatever. I can't work with him anymore. Now, mind you, this particular person I'm talking about, he worked for me. I was his boss and I wanted my boss to handle it. And I was, I was in my twenties, uh, my mid twenties. And David looked at me and he goes, Josh, have you told him all of this? 
And he said, and I go, David, no, I haven't told him this. I go, he goes, well, why haven't you? And I said, well, that'd be really awkward, man. You realize you go into your Ken Costa voice here? I, well, no, I didn't. go in there. No, I can't. I mean, I can go Ken. <laughs> My God, Josh. Um, for those of you that know Ken. And so David goes, have you told him this? I said, no, I haven't. It'd be really awkward. Uh, he's my best friend. And David looked at me, and this has marked me in leadership forever. He said, Josh, I've seen a lot of good leaders never become great leaders because they're unwilling to embrace the uncomfortable moments. And from that moment forward for me, it really became about how can I develop myself to be the best pastor and leader I can be to be the most effective I can be in the kingdom. And that's when I started devouring every leadership book, all the staff that I had volunteers. I was always trying to teach them leadership because the better that you're able to lead yourself, the better that you're gonna be able to lead others. And we're going to have more of an impact uh, in the kingdom. And so that was for me, the, the really the big thing that's always stuck with me. You recognize like it's more than just, yeah, it's more, it's just, more than just a to-do list. Yeah, it's more than just a to-do list. And then I think the other thing that that taught me was, you know, when when you're young in ministry or really just, let's just say, in leadership in general, leadership is awkward and it's very uncomfortable and you're having hard conversations with people that you love. And if you don't know that those moments are normal, mm-hmm. you end up shying away from them if, if something like something's wrong. Yeah. And so what I wanted to do was I just became a person that I, you know, some people avoid conflict. I kind of run to conflict, right. uh, which isn't always the best thing. Um, but it really helped me to be a better leader. Just saying, man, this is awkward. This is weird. This is not abnormal. This is actually normal. And this is part of being a leader. Yep. And so I just wanted to help leaders realize that there are going to be moments in life that are super uncomfortable in your leadership journey. And that's probably normal. Yeah. Maybe, you know? maybe I can add for, I remember, um, I was, this was years and years ago and I was, I got this opportunity to work at a, at an organization and, uh, all the people that interviewed me, only one of them had any red flags, which yeah, obviously crazy. Um, I'm kidding, but their, <laughs> their, their red flag was looking at my wiring and they yeah. said, he'll never deal with conflict. Yeah. Well, that's, and you punched them. <laughs> I said, Get over here. I'm going to give you a DDT. And so, but here's what's crazy, Josh. That if you just look at my wiring, that is true. Yeah. I don't like it. I, but let's be honest. If you really like conflict, then that's that's your own thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you need counseling for that, yeah. right? Here's what I recognize, though. As soon as I started kind of thinking through emotional intelligence, and the original emotional intelligence article had self-awareness that moved to self um, self uh, self-regulation. The third piece of that was motivation, mm-hmm. which was my lowest consistently. Cause I was like, I'm just not overly motivated to achieve, to do, all yeah. this, but I am motivated for others to achieve. Yep. So then I realized, okay, if I'm the one willing to put myself in the awkward spot, I've developed enough relational equity with these people that they know I care about them. Then put my, I'll insert myself there all day long. If that means that's a longer, yeah. better leadership yeah. opportunity because I'm willing to be in the awkward seat. Yeah. Well, that was a leadership moment for me early on that's allowed me to counter my natural wiring to avoid it and see it actually as a catapult into I want to help grow leaders. And the, the, the thing, here's the problem is most leaders think they can do that once, but they have done no investment in these leaders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just going to go tell them that they're being a jerk. Yeah. Okay, great. You haven't invested in them to do that. No. So you're literally 
scraping, you know, across a dry reservoir mm-hmm. of no relational equity and you think, well, they should, they didn't respond well. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, you didn't handle it well. Mm-hmm. So I do, I think that's a, a powerful thing. And, and I just think leadership as a whole, good gracious, like, uh, who, gosh, a million people have said this. I can't remember specifically, but leadership, everything rises and falls in leadership. Yeah. I think it was John Maxwell. That's what I always I, say I just about quote leadership. Him on everything. I, yeah. Even, even, either him or Andy. Well, Stanley, that's my problem you know? Is, you know, for years, everything that comes out of me is Andy because I've worked with him for so long. So much so that the new book that I'm thinking about swirling around in the old noggin, uh, I actually have been quoting it for 10 years and I sent him a message and said, Hey, is this, do you remember saying this? He goes, no, it's really good though. You're like, sweet. I said it. I said it. Yeah, absolutely. Darn right. So, Hey everyone, Tyler Reagan here. Quick break. Uh, in this episode to let you know about uh, a partner that's been a partner of 1010 from the very beginning. Help One Now is an amazing organization. Their heartbeat is to empower families in developing countries through high-capacity local leaders with proven solutions to end extreme poverty. And, and getting to know Chris Marlowe, the founder and the team there, their heartbeat is constantly, how do we empower the family to stay together to become um, you know, a unit that can help move out of poverty and break that cycle. And so um, just want you to know about them. Go to helponenow.org if you want to find out more about this incredible organization. Um, they have a lot of uh, connections and boots on the ground in Haiti. And so uh, based on the earthquakes, the assassination that happened in the, in the recent months, uh, there's a lot going on and a lot of need there. So if you are listening and Haiti or Help One Now is something that would make sense for you to get connected to, please go to helponenow.org. So Josh, as we, as we kind of think about 1010 Project, what have, we, what have you seen over, you know, it's, it's one of those things, we had this moment in July when we took the first group through onsite. And I think you and I looked at each other like, hey, maybe we did hear from the Lord. Yeah, like, it's working. This, <laughs> yeah. What, what do you feel like you've seen? What's, what's one thing that you've seen with the process that we've put in place that we believe was just kind of God using our experience and just stirring our hearts towards things or towards like help? What have you seen that you go, that is absolutely a, a critical piece to this puzzle? Well, I mean, obviously the on-site piece, you know, I mean, I think that's going through, I mean, I went through on-site, you know, with that, with the same 1010 guys. And I told my wife, I said, I've done, I've done counseling for 13 years and I had never done anything like I did with on-site. And <laughs> I mean, I think I, well, well, I think I wept for, you know, three days, which isn't always the greatest selling point where right. it's like, I cried for three days hard. Like, but it, it really helped me. But I think what, but they will tell you there's toxins that are released. Well, I released, I released a lot. Um, that's a weird sentence. And, um, so I, I think what really helped me realize it was working was when the counselors talked to us and said, the way that we have structured this, where these guys have already been in a relationship for six months, just open them up so much quicker to really talking about some of the traumas and the things they've walked through in the past. And and then really when they talked about for those of us in ministry that are listening, the secondhand trauma mm-hmm. for, for pastors and ministry leaders that like, we hear hard stories every day, yeah. all day long, you yeah. know, counseling, caring for people, that stuff sticks to you that, and, absolutely. That, and, and you carry that. And so I think the, the coolest moment for me was the last night at onsite um, when we had our buddy Brian Warzel come in and lead worship for us a little bit. And, 
just hearing all those guys singing, knowing the work that they had done the past three days in counseling and working through some traumas and worshiping. It was like, I told my wife, I said, it was one of those moments where I went, oh my God, this is working. Yeah. And I think it works because of the way that you and I have established, you know, it's a year long process that really kicks off with a trip that is an adventure trip. And what I always tell people is, you know, pastors and I would say business leaders, um, we're a weird group of people. I mean, and I think that all of us, you know, we all have some of these narcissistic tendencies because I mean, to step out and go, I'm going to start a business or I'm going to start a church. You have to think a little bit, God is with me and I got this a little bit, you know, there's gotta be that, that drive in you. And you, sometimes when, when guys, a bunch of type a guys get around each other, they all kind of start jockeying for position, right? It all becomes about how big your business is or how big, how many run in your church or how many did you put through growth track or your tithing or whatever ridiculous stat that we uh, validate to give ourselves, um, you know, make us feel good about ourselves. But what we realized was if we had a shared experience at the beginning that it became about the shared experience and not about what they necessarily did and how big it was. And so it lowered that comparison. It lowered that jockeying for position. And like I tell guys, you know, it it catalyzed the relationships. It does. Well, and it's like when I tell guys too, is like, you know, the first trip we took was a snowmobiling trip. Well, once a guy's been launched off a snow, snow I don't want to talk about it. My back hurt. My back hurt a lot. Okay. Um, Think I don't have to go to the chiropractor every week anymore. I'm so old. It's a and hot mess, so, is what you, a cold mess. Is but, but what I realize is like when you see a guy get launched off of a snowmobile, you know, five or six feet into three feet of snow, he can't come in and then act like a big shot right. because we're all making fun of him. Right. And then he's making fun of everybody else right. that fell, which was all of and us. And we all made fun of Carlos. And we for all made Carlos Whitaker, if you're listening to this. <laughs> You almost knocking yourself out was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Ever. And then and then Taylor Shear going, yo, that dude doesn't know where he is right now. <laughs> it was awesome. So yeah, you, you about lost all your Insta Familia as you That's knocked right. yourself out. <laughs> they, they, they went out the sides. Yeah. That, that is, I think, Josh, what we saw. What was beautiful even at Onsite was the guys after day one going, the timing of this and yeah. doing that trip first, we weren't ready for an onsite first. Well, no duh, you know, yeah, you and then we're not, we don't want to do it at the end. What was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'd say probably maybe one of my biggest learnings is what, um, Carl, different Carlos our, our kind of head clinician at onsite said at the end. And he said, he believes that the greatest health crisis coming in the world in the next 18 months is a lack of friendships. Yeah, it's true. And what we watched was guys going, and, and again, just to be clear, we we're going to have business guys trips, business, you know, Christian women leader trips and pastor trips. They're not going to be on the same thing because they deal with different things. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a lot of similarities, but uh, you the know, nuances are yeah, different. Having pastors with pastors makes total sense. And, and, and pastors in your similar, you know, executive level, that kind of mm-hmm. thing matters. We're very, particular about those things because of what we're talking about, which is you have to feel safe or this will not serve any purpose. Yeah. And I'll tell you like the really cool thing for me too is, you know, we have assemblies of God guys. We have Southern Baptist guys. We have Acts 29 guys. We have guys that are non-denomination. We have guys that are in the ark world. And we've just seen all these guys like 
co-mingle and get to know each other and we realize those denominational dividing lines they don't matter matter at all and it's been really cool to see like you know i think of um brandon barber a good friend of ours and steve hambrick and how close they've gotten they would have never known each other yeah and to watch them build a friendship and to be in each other's corners and to walk through stuff together man i think that's the thing where you're kind of like Yes, it's yep, working. It is. Like it's working. And I love watching. I mean, it's, and honestly, it, it was happening the first six months, but on site just yeah. accelerated everything. Yeah. As soon as one guy sends a text to mm-hmm. the group text that says, Hey, will you pray for this? Boom, boom. Yep, you don't even have to read it. You just know that I've got a community of people in this. And I think, but where we knew that was unique is we've gone on trips. Mm-hmm. Like snowmobiling in itself is awesome, but it's not the win. Yeah. What's beautiful is watching the six, 12, 18 months of relationship. Yep. It was fascinating to me how many guys were instantly, while we were together in the middle of this thing, going, What do we do after this? Yeah. How do we stay yeah. in community? How do, well, that's not normally a guy's response, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, a, yeah. you know, a, a mid 40s, 50 year old male going, I've got to stay close yeah. to these guys. So uh, it's just been a beautiful thing to watch. I really think God is just starting the layers that he's going to uncover of goodness that's coming out of the these well, and, people and it's safe places right that's so like key. most most guys i talk to that are in the ministry it's you just said that like the ministry the ministry <laughs> the lord's work it most guys in ministry all their friends either work for them or go to their church that's right and so they don't they don't have anybody that they can be at times truly and i'm not saying it's 100 percent across the board right. but you know, they don't have anybody they can be like truly transparent with and you and I and all the other guys, we're all safe places in that's this. Right. And and so I think that's what's helping facilitate these relationships so much quicker is because what they realize is every guy sitting in the circle, every guy on this text thread, they don't want anything from me. They're just in my corner. That's right. And and in ministry, you know, I'll speak for myself. At times, man, you can really feel like everybody wants something from you or you're completely alone or, you know, you know, for instance, my best friend worked for me when I was pastoring in Orlando and I realized, you know, before he worked for me, we would talk about everything together. Yeah. My marriage, uh, my wife, which is my marriage, uh, to (laughs) weird every, about everything. (laughs) But then when he goes to work for me, He's also working for my wife. Yeah, it was a and, different and scenario. It's a different scenario, and it changes the dynamic. And so we all need that place yeah. uh, where we can process and talk through that stuff. And honestly, we hope this podcast can be a place like that so we can even have conversations that you might want to have, but you don't know how to have them. And hopefully yeah. we can have conversations with leaders that um, have been there that can talk about it from an expertise perspective or uh, even going through the pain of something yep. like that. And. Um, you know, I, I know one thing that you and I share in common is, is losing ministry friends to suicide. And that's really the, that was the catalyst for this of going, we can't lose our friends, whether it's to addiction, whether it's to moral failure, whether it's just to burnout. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we both believe that the wave of burnout that's coming post COVID, whenever that moment is, (laughs) it, I think it's, it's tripled now, right? Because we all thought it was maybe at the end or finishing. And now it's just like doubled down. There's, there's a wave of burnout coming, mm-hmm. whether it's in business or in ministry, that we're hoping to be in position to serve people best. And um, there are so many exciting things on the horizon for 1010 Project. And 
remind everybody, Josh, or maybe for some people the first time, where, where did the name come from and why, why have we stuck with this, this concept? Yeah, so it comes from really two Bible verses. Uh, Ecclesi- I don't know why I'm just asking you questions. I'm going to talk okay. eventually. No, that's good. You like this. Uh, I, like I do. I feel important right now. <laughs> um, no one at home asks me questions anymore. Um, it comes from Ecclesiastes 10.10, which says a dull axe requires more work. Uh, a dull axe requires more work, so use wisdom to sharpen the blade. And it also comes from John 10.10 that says Jesus came to give us a life and a life more abundant. And we just believe, listen. What is that? like is that new revised versions like those are just in my heart <laughs> that's the jtv version um and, so and so you know we just believe man that there are going to be things in our lives that we that we can keep hammering away at swinging at working at that if we actually could use some wisdom in it and wisdom you know it's from learning from other people who have gone before you learning yeah. that people have been in a fight before you've been in it and so that's our hope is that you're going to hear from some people, whether it's myself, Tyler, some of the guests, some of the hosts, some of the interviews, whatever the case may be, that's going to say, this person's gone ahead of me in this. And you're going to be able to get some wisdom from the experiences that they've had. And then also John 10, 10, listen, I, I've been a pastor for 17 years. I'm still a pastor. And I look at a, sometimes the way that I have felt in ministry. And I look at some of my other friends that are in ministry and I said, I don't think Jesus made for pastors to feel this way. Yeah. Like when we're fried and burned out and like, I mean, all of us, if you're a preacher, there's been moments, if you're honest, where you're like, I got nothing left to say. Right. And I don't think that's the abundant life that, that God has called us to in the ministry. And so I just always think there's got to be a way to do ministry, to lead a Christian organization, whatever that may be, yeah. and do it at a pace um, that is sustainable and a pace that's healthy, not only for you and the kingdom, but for your family as well. Yeah. Now I've known you about five years. It's mm-hmm. really hard for me to believe that you've had a moment where you didn't have something to say. Yeah. I always have something to say. <laughs> Let's be real clear about that. Yeah. Um, hey, so what we want to do, like, again, this is, we're going to have some of the guys that are in it talk mm-hmm. about what's going on in their world, how, how community has been helpful, how trusted friends, how on site. talk about, some of the elements of this. Um, and so we just want this to be a community. So one of the cool things is if you want to follow us on Instagram and if you have speakers that you'd want to hear or, you know, uh, hear more about this story or that story, this leader, that leader, let us know who that is. And, and we see if yeah, we can if make you have it questions. Happen. Slip yeah, into them quick. DMs. Yeah, we might even have a question segment. Yeah. Gosh. Are you going to check all the that DMs the, for us? That, yeah. <laughs> I just did my little jingle. <laughs> questions. <laughs> That is a Brad Lomnick special. If there's anything Brad Lomnick loves, it's Jingle. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he loves. He used to come up with them all the time when we do podcasts together. I I'd just, like to, well, we need to work that in. With maybe him. come out with, some, get Brad yeah. on here and talk about some jingles. I, I mean, why not? It's like the episodes write themselves. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just right here in front of us. So we don't really have a time frame yet on like, are we going to do. Weekly, I think our probably our goal launching is at least once a month, uh, maybe a little more than that. But uh, just be on the lookout for it. Subscribe. That way, anytime a new episode comes out. Uh, before we kind of wrap up this introductory um, episode, what we'd love to do is tell you about what we're excited about for 2022. Because we have already lined up, um, what do we have? Five, we got five options for the spring, working on a couple other things throughout the year. Uh, for all of you bougie guys out here who don't like to camp or, you know, you, you're afraid of this wilderness concept that we get going, which by the way, the snowmobiling, you ain't camping, bro. No, it's minus 10 it's awesome. and it's incredible. Uh, I might be, 
and this is why Josh keeps working on getting golf lessons because he knows better, might be working on a pretty incredible golf excursion for those of you that are bougie out there and want want, want something a little less campy. Yeah, yeah, and you love golf, so it works out <laughs> it works for you. It works out great. I think it's the devil's curse. Yeah, well, but... your hook is, that's yeah. for darn sure. Yeah. I'm killing so, anybody on the left side of me yeah. at all. So yeah. we mentioned, I'll, I'll talk about these uh, February trips. We mentioned that we are doing, we, we partner with our great friend Steve Doubledam at Wilderness um, Collective. They are the best in the business at these excursions. We will do two um, snowmobiling trips again to Jackson Hole. Again, part of the process is you got to, uh, what you're paying for and your your yearly fee covers those excursions with the exception of travel there. Yep. Uh, but that trip alone will be, um, the first trip will have two groups of pastors in it. So if you're a pastor, that would be the trip for you. And then uh, the second group is business leaders. So if you want to do that, you can connect with us again. Uh, the best way, honestly, is to email josh at 1010project.com because yep. uh, that's your job, Josh. Yeah, josh at 1010project.com. There you go. That's, he can get on the phone with you, talk you yep. through what this is, the dates. Um, and then talk about the other two trips that, well, we have five, but one of them is another snowmobiling trip. Yeah, we have another snowmobile one. It's It's kind of a a private, a private excursion. Um, but then, uh, in June. I'm going to show Josh how to snowmobile. In June, uh, (laughs) we're just going to ride one snowmobile that we're going to name Double Trouble. Um, I'm I'm gonna, in June, we have two trips, uh, that are UTVs. Um, which are basically, if you don't know what UTV is, it's basically a dune buggy. Um, that's so what we, we take, used to call them. Yeah, I know. I know. And they weren't nearly as cool no, as they are no, now. No, you guys say UTVs. <laughs> yeah. Our dune buggies didn't go 75 around a corner Golly, like Dale Earnhardt, rest amazing. in peace. Um, <laughs> so we do UTVs. We do, um, from Zion national park to Bryce Canyon on one of them. And then on the other UTV trip, we go through, uh, the grand Canyon on them. Uh, then we go to onsite after those trips. And then we usually end with our good friends at refuge in Montana or Wyoming, uh, whatever lodge we're at yep. fly fishing. Yep. So terrible. It sounds like a yeah, rough it's, uh, scenario. Yeah. And let's yeah. be real clear. If these groups fill up, we can add and we can build out. The beautiful yeah. part is we've designed the thing so that the monthly coaching, all the different leaders, no matter where they are in the process, are going to hear from these world-class voices yeah. and then break up into their small groups. That's where the check-in happens, but that doesn't happen on a large scale. It happens in your small group. Yep. You will always have someone who is your group leader who's walking through the 12 months with you. And um, yeah, so that's that's 2022. So now, But we're filling it up now. Thus we're recruiting far. now. Yes. We've already got um, some of these trips getting uh, filled up and we've got leaders jumping in and we've got a bunch of people in the what would you call it, Josh? The hopper? The hopper. I'd call it the hopper. The, the, if you want to be JT added hopper. to the hopper, <laughs> if you want to be added to the hopper to my Excel spreadsheet, that's right. uh, very, very I, I, multiple colors it's, on it's that beautiful. spreadsheet. It's yeah. beautiful. Just um, email me, Josh at 1010project.com, and uh, we'll set up a call, yep. have a phone conversation, and then go from there. And again, it's the number 10, the word 10, project.com. Yeah. Uh, last thing I would say is just like for Josh and I, this is a nonprofit on purpose. Uh, we wanted to be able to have capital for when we realize um, marriages could use some extra work mm-hmm. or, um, you know, families need this, that, and the other. There's an addiction that we need to get some more additional help on. And we just wanted to be able to have capital that was given through church mission dollars, through whatever avenue the donations come in from, to be able to serve the people God's entrusted to us. And even scholarships from folks in yeah. that way. And I, and and I so, think it's important, too, to say, man, the, like, this is a preventative program. Yeah, 100%. You know, like I think there's a lot there's a lot of really really great programs out there uh and a lot of them are reactive to yep. after 
someone has made a poor decision or someone has just burned out or whatever the case may be. And mine and Tyler's prayer, and I know all everybody that's involved uh, that helps us with 1010 as well, everybody's prayer is that this would be a preventative measure that, and I think you and I said it this way, and I want to be surprised when I hear about somebody else making a mistake in ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, by a mistake, I mean falling off the wagon, doing whatever the case may be. And I think that's what we're, we're hoping to Cheering move the for dial. Florida State, something you, like that. You leave Florida State out of this. They almost beat Notre Dame. <laughs> they already Dame, did. They look oh good. Oh, my gosh. Um, they, thanks for bringing that up, by the way. Um, I'm also bald. Want to talk about that? Um, so, like, but just helping move the yeah. dial in pastoral health, I think, is so important in preventative work. Yep. So, if you know a pastor, you know a leader that would that benefit from what we're doing, please connect them to us. Connect them to this podcast. Just have them listen in. And uh, it's an easy way to learn more about what our heartbeat is, what we're trying to do. This is not going to be heavy all the time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I am heavy right now, but I, I rode the Peloton once this month. So I'm, I'm working on that, Josh. Do you feel like that's a, that a was good. My, no, That was good. Thank that was you. really good. So, hey, but uh, for real, we're doing this to serve you guys. Josh and I, this has been a labor of love for us. It's an obedience. Uh, we're excited about Honestly, I think both of us would say this is our next 20 years. Like we want to just continue to serve the community that yeah. God's entrusted to us. In this way, so be on the lookout for the new episode, season one, season two. We're going to put them all together. Who knows? Yeah, uh, it's going to be a, a lot mega of, season, a lot of fun. The Voltron any, of seasons. Oh I brought it back. How did Voltron get in here twice? Uh, well, Josh, you know, um, in all seriousness, I love doing this with you, and I'm grateful that we get to partner in this. I'm excited, and, dude. Uh, you guys will quickly hear why God's put us together because we <laughs> we're a lot the same and a lot different, yes. and we have a lot of fun doing that. So we, the beautiful, crazy part of God's story is we literally live four minutes apart when we used to live eight hours apart yeah. and God brought it together through some crazy yep. situations. So it's like he knows what he's doing. What? Right? What? That's kind of what we looked at each other in July and we're like, maybe this was what he this meant by was God. So, Hey, thanks for listening to this first episode of the 1010 project podcast. And we look forward to seeing you next time. I just took a deep breath and stayed. I'll get away.